You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hey, hey! Feel Good Friday, Sedano and LZ, LZ Granderson. It is great to have you back in the saddle. It is great to be back in the saddle because I love a good ride. <laughs> well, today will be an interesting ride because we've got a lot of things to cover before the weekend uh, arrives, including uh, all sorts of football stuff, good and bad, uh, all sorts of NBA stuff to sort through. Amin's going to stop by, Ramona's going to stop by, and Mac is going to stop by at 5, 5.30, and 6.15, respectively. Uh, so, respectively, excuse me. Mm-hmm. And uh, by the way, so Bergman, I go ahead. Do the thing Sorry. that... We were disrespectful to you yesterday. If those of you see, this is a, this is what needs to happen. You need to listen to the podcast because if you don't listen to the whole show, then you won't know why the hell we're. I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to start starting the show where we ended, so that way people are forced <laughs> to have to subscribe and download the <laughs> podcast to know what the hell we're talking about. Bergman, give us your first date, your ideal first date. So uh, what I think is the best first date, and it's used in, I've used it plenty of times, it all worked out, was going to a comedy show. Because you go, you sit down, and you laugh, and you find out if they have the same type of humor as you do. And if it's funny, then you go out, when you're, when you're done, you walk around on Hollywood Boulevard or, or Sunset or North Hollywood, whatever it happens to be. And you just talk about what was funny or not funny about the show. And you get along, and you're, you already look funny. Right, but at the very beginning. Okay, LZ. Before now, you you think that's not a terrible idea, right, LZ? I don't. I, right. I agree with a lot Thank of what with what you're saying there, Greg. I'm just shocked that we're on the same page when it comes <laughs> to romance. Okay, so, now somebody so somebody has to be on my side here, Laura. Yeah, that was whack. I waited a whole day for that. Mm, I don't know about that. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm sorry. That. You don't got a sense of humor, Laura. I, I do. don't know what to say. I do, but for a first date. Eh. It's it's perfect. You don't ha- you you already see what you're going to find out. You're already going to know whether they're funny or not, or you have the same type of sense of humor. And if you do get picked on, which I have before, I'm, I'm Jewish, of course I did. But if you if you get picked on, that's even better because then you can show that you can take punches. Well, we know you can take a punch sometimes, well, so there's that. Yeah, we did learn basically that. every day. All right. So let me speaking of uh, taking punches, the Rams have taken some punches. Uh, sort of the Seahawks have taken some punches here after this past week. They are going to be facing off against each other, LZ Granderson. And mm-hmm. here's a great stat for you. Laura, give me the sexy stat music right off the top here. Give me the sexy stat music. Sexy stats for Rams and Seahawks. Crank it up a little bit so people can hear it. They can feel yeah, it. girl. It's, it's Friday. It's Friday. Feel it. Feel it, Friday. Um, sexy stat for Sam's uh, – Sam's. Rams, Seahawks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jared Goff is 24 and 5, LZ Granderson, when mm. he only has one sack or less. Considering the Seahawks have struggled so much defensively, uh, there is a decent chance that that is the case. And let's face it, the Rams are coming off a bye. Sean McVay off a bye is a good thing. So I feel like the Rams are going to win this one. Like, I'm not saying it's going to be comfortable because it's never it never seems to be comfortable against the Seahawks, but they've won four out of five against them. Yep. Uh, so I, I like the Rams for real this weekend. I like the Rams for this too. 
I also like him not just for the past, but for the urgency of the present. This is a must win for them. If they if they have designs of making the postseason, because there's a really good chance ten wins is not going to do it for this division. Very possible, and that and that some NFC East team with three wins is going to get in. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> if you're the Rams, you have to look at every single game as an elimination game, in large part because you didn't take care of business against Miami, and that you allowed the Bills to come and sneak one away after you made a tremendous comeback. Mm-hmm. So you're in this position by your own design. Right. So the only way you get out of this position. It's by looking at this game against Seattle with a sense of urgency. Because to me, it's a must win. Yeah, I, I feel you on that. Uh, you know, we've talked about this. The schedule lines up for them where, you know, Seattle lost last week. Arizona lost last week. You know, the Niners are still reeling, although they're they're still hovering around 500. Like, they're not, they're not completely out of this thing just yet. Right. And the Rams are coming off a bye, and they've got three out of the next four against division foes. They've got Tom Brady and the, and the Bucks in there. I almost said the Patriots. Tom Brady and the Bucks in there uh, as well. So we're going to find out who they really are. But they have won, um, I think it's seven of the last ten overall against Seattle, four of the last five. I really like their chances. They're 3-0 and at home. I know that you know people don't think of home field advantage during COVID, but – We've seen it, that it's still a thing because of the travel, uh, things of that nature, right? Like you're not sleeping in your own bed. Those things are factors, whether people think about it or not. I'm not trying to diminish the fan aspect of it because I do think that's important. But I do think that just the... The, the lack of routine when you're, when you're on the road, I think, also becomes something that teams still deal with, right? And Vegas, their numbers haven't changed all that much, LZ, when teams go on the road. Like the, the, as far as the spreads are concerned, they're pretty similar to what we've seen in previous years. So I love the Rams this weekend. Yeah, I'm, you know, you're 100% correct when it comes to the road thing. I mean, the, the Seahawks' two losses are on the road. Right. And... That's not a coincidence. And just when we thought the Rams were like the road warriors, the first couple of seasons of Sean McVay, remember he really was really good on the road, yeah. which helped us win the NFC uh, championship game against New Orleans, being comfortable playing on the road. Seattle doesn't appear to be comfortable. And that has to play into what they go into, not just in terms of the must-win scenario that I'm talking about, but remembering that you still have to go to Seattle to play them. And what you don't want to do is have a you know lopsided situation where you don't win at home and you don't win on the road. Right. Um, Tua and uh, Herbert are playing against each other this weekend, well, the Chargers and Dolphins, uh, in Miami. They have both said that they're, you know, they, they like each other, they're friendly with each other, um, that it, this isn't a competition between them. Do you buy any of that? Um, I do. I do. I think for media purposes and obviously for fan purposes, we like to, you know, mention the quarterbacks are battling each other. But in reality, they never see each other on the field at the same time. Right. It's a quarterback battling your defense. And I think a lot of guys, you know, in the NFL in general, but quarterbacks in particular recognize that and see the games in that way. So they're not going head to head, I don't think in their heads. They're just got to figure out what to do against those defenses. And cards play out as they may. So I, I buy it. Yeah. The mentality. 
no Joey Boza for the Chargers. Uh, so that's uh, obviously if you're the if, if you're the Chargers, that's not ideal. You know, <laughs> you're talking about your best player uh, perhaps on defense right now. So it, it'll be an interesting so, battle. So no Derwin see. James and no Boa. Right. Yeah. Derwin. No yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Derwin's been out for a while, and then and yeah, no no Joey Boza. So right, your two best players are out. So it'll be interesting to see how they deal with that. Obviously on the road going across the country uh, for this particular game. All right, coming up next. Someone associated with the Dodgers for a very long time made history today. We'll tell you who in just a second. We're gonna Jackie be back. Robinson? No, not Jackie Robinson. We'll be back in two and a half minutes. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com/network. Ah, the weekend. We'll have more on the weekend a little later. And, uh, of course, it is almost the weekend. Hope you find a way to enjoy it nice and safe. Uh, LZ, that rejoin of you Sir. and me talking about almost getting killed in New York sounds a lot more <laughs> nefarious uh, than it really was when we actually told the story. But I kind of like it that way, to be honest with you. Well, that's Morales putting his magic on it to make it sound way more dangerous. Like we were dodging bullets and cars and bombs and everything <laughs> right. else. In, in alleys, like we were in a chase scene of, like, you know, the Dark Knight or something. Yeah, exactly. Just, we're, we were, we're not members of the Avengers. We would just happen to be on a street corner 24 hours before our car drove down it. But I like the way Morales jazzed it up for us. Oh, man. Um, you know what so, else I, so I like? I, 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 I have to stop you, George, because Go. I was given some information that is quite disturbing. Okay. Um, what a song is playing right now? Is this Blinding Lights? It is. Who sings this song? The Weeknd. How do you spell The Weeknd? Uh, it's W-E-E-K-N-D. That's so how he why, spells it. So why when Laura asks you for your favorite Weeknd song spelled W-E-E-K-E-N-D, you gave her all The Weeknd songs and not The Weeknd songs? Because I just assumed that's what she meant because of the Super Bowl thing. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> Yeah, I was. Laura told me. And I was like, "Wait, what? Does this so make you, you think of the weekend? Like when you're okay, you're so, getting ready for the weekend, you think of <laughs> blinding lights? I think of the artist named the weekend. That's what I assumed <laughs> she meant. No, this is what I meant. So when I think of the weekend, I hear this song and I'm like, "Oh, it's party time." Oh, I thought you meant just the artist because of the Super Bowl thing. That's why I thought no. that. Everybody got it. I was like, did George really not get it? <laughs> well, you, you probably should have responded that you meant what you meant because I, I literally gave you two songs that were the same artist. But then I thought it was funnier to do it on air. <laughs> oh, I mean, it is funny. Don't get me wrong. Uh, and but here yeah, we are. I just assumed, I, you know, had the Super Bowl thing not announcement not come, I probably would have thought about it your way um, and not the way I thought about it. Take the L, George. Oh, no, I, I don't care. I'm he not you, Greg. I don't get bent out of shape about these things. I actually Listen, I, I will tell you this. The best what? thing about sports radio is when you're wrong. 
The best thing about, look, anything in, in radio when, is when you're wrong. Because when you're wrong, everybody wants to tell you you're wrong. That's mm-hmm. the best part. There are people who have made livings off of this in, in sports media that all they do is say outlandish things and they're wrong. So being wrong is a good thing. I don't never, you'll never change my mind on that. I don't oh, give a rat's now, ass. Now I understand what Greg is doing. My bad, Greg. I never knew why you kept being that wrong That is his strategy. Now I get it. Yes. Now I get it. Thank except, you, LZC. You except, figured it out. Except he You're doesn't. mad he genius. Doesn't, he doesn't always take it in stride. I mean, he sort of does occasionally. We, we've sometimes kind of, you, have to, you have to staple the, the L to his hand because he doesn't always take it willingly. I Correct. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, because you can't you were, always take it willingly. You remember when you were a kid, you know, they used to staple stuff to your sleeve, you know, when you, when you were in school? Like, hey, take this to your mom. No. Yeah. No? They never did no. that? To you that? went to fancy school because no. they did that to me. Public school? No. Yeah. So, uh, Brian we've got- tweeted us and said Ooh. renting an airplane for a first date from I Brian mean- Pena. I mean, I guess, but look, the, I mean, Ben Lyons told us yesterday he took his wife his first date. They went to Cannes to the film festival and he sent me a picture and everything. They were at the red carpet. Damn. Yeah. You can't beat that. I mean, you could, but. I mean, I'm saying none of us could beat that is what I'm saying. No. No. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of the thing. Um, Speaking of not being able to beat something or top something, uh, congratulations to uh, former Dodger uh, front office member, former Yankee front office member, and now the new general manager of the Miami Marlins, Kim Ng, LZ, the first woman to be a general manager in Major League Baseball history. That's pretty cool. Not just baseball, period. Well, period, right. Well, Amy (laughs) Trask in the NFL, what was her role with the Raiders? I don't think she was the GM. She might have been an assistant. But I don't know. She was a CEO of the Raiders. That's what she was. She was the CEO. Yeah. So first female GM of a professional sports team. Right. That is awesome. And I, I, on behalf of my gender, I would like to apologize to all qualified women everywhere who saw them, who saw themselves get bypassed over and over again by mediocre men. Because it's believed that men just naturally knew more about sports than women. So congratulations to Kim, but I apologize on behalf of my species, my gender, for being silly in this space for so long. There's Uh, nothing inherent about a penis that makes you smarter about sports than women. Right, 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 for sure. I I, I don't get it either, but... Uh, listen, I don't know about you. Like I've said this all along, and they're actually they're showing her on Sports Center now, actually, mm-hmm. uh, with Tommy Lasorda and all the different spots that she's been over the years. Um, I, I could say this, okay, and I'm not just saying it because now we we also have a woman boss here at ESPN mm-hmm. 710 and Amanda Brown, uh, also known as Boss Betty Pantsuits uh, around here, as uh, when she used to produce Mason in Ireland many years ago. Um, the best bosses I've ever had. At any walk that I've been, for the most part, have been women. Like, if I were thinking of the best bosses I've had in this business, they're, they're women. Like, if, if yeah. I had to rank, like, the top three or four, they're women. They're, they are women. And I feel like, look, in a year where the, uh, we're going to have the first woman vice president, uh, she is currently the vice president-elect, um, now we have the first woman um, as a general manager in professional sports, um, or at least certainly in Major League Baseball, and, and I think as bad as 2020 has been, right, it is clearly showing us that it could be the year of the woman, uh, and that could be the one shining thing that we can take from this particular year. Yeah, I'm telling you, 2020 is making a comeback. 
It was like it was it was as if it was down to Atlanta Falcons, and now it decided to storm back and is going to win in overtime. Yeah. So so I, I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty optimistic, but absolutely congratulations to her. Um, you know, now comes the hard part. You know, because when you're and you know this, George, when you're the first of anything at this yeah. level, mm-hmm. you know, you're not allowed to screw up. Yeah. You're not allowed to be no. mediocre. Yeah. You're the trailblazer. <laughs> you know? You're in. Tra- you have. You have to. It's a very fine line. Unfortunately, you're right. 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 But um, you know, go team. Yeah. I mean, listen. <laughs> uh, you know. Let's take it to, I mean, this isn't a gender thing, but, you know, we talk a lot of basketball on this show, and we will own next week, which is a big basketball week. We have proclaimed that. Sedano and LZ will own next week. Um, But, you know, Bob Myers, right, was the first agent to become a general manager, and people were like, ooh, what the hell is going on there? And now we've seen it, right? Rob Palinka, uh, Leon Rose in New York, right? Like, there's more and more of that, it seems like. So if you're the first one. Yeah, if you're the first one, you got to be successful because if you're not, then all of a sudden it's like, ooh, forget about that. Yeah, remember that one time we tried hiring that one woman? Yeah, no more women. Yeah, that's the unfortunate <laughs> part of how this that thing rolls. That is the rolls. unfortunate part. Yeah. yeah, so, but, you know, look, she has certainly been in the game for a very long time. She was with the Dodgers for nearly a decade, uh, and, and then obviously spent a lot of time with the Yankees, and that's how Derek Jeter, who is part owner of the Miami Marlins, got to know her. So it really was just, you know, a pretty cool day for sure. There's no doubt Absolutely. about that. Uh, all right, coming up next, Ramona may have saved sports, and DeMar DeRozan openly talks about the Lakers. We'll get into that coming up in four minutes. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Sedano and LZ with you here. Don't forget it, the 5 o'clock hour. Yeah, yeah, you know what that means. Beep, beep, beep. Yep. Who's going to ride in my Mazda? Yep. Michael Garcia from Costa Mesa won and got his virtual key yesterday during the 710 ESPN Month of Giving from our friend Sal Gonzalez at Culver City Mazda. Do you want your key? I'm sure you heard Mason and Ireland give out the destination of the day during the 3 o'clock hour. Hopefully you wrote it down. Coming up in the 5 o'clock hour today here on our show, you listen for Sal Gonzalez to give you the cue to call. When you hear it, be calling number 7 with the correct destination of the day, and you win a virtual key that could start a brand new 2021 Mazda CX-5 Sport. I've actually seen it. Uh, it is beautiful, and it also has $1,000 in the glove box, and you can take a road trip on us. It's the 710 ESPN Month of Giving, so make sure you lock it in here in the 5 o'clock hour each and every weekday. Um, so, LZ, let me ask you this, because Amin's going to join us in a little bit. But Are Laura, we sure? Yeah, Are we well, sure? Greg, when did he finally get back to you? Well, I texted him again this morning, and he finally got back to me not too much longer after that. So I was he in jail, and he just didn't want to tell you? He wasn't in jail. He was on the jump that day that Greg texted him. I saw him. Oh, damn, yeah, he texted, I texted him at 1045. He got back to me at uh, 1 o'clock. Wow. He still, he still waited two hours and 15 minutes to get back to you. Yeah. Yeah. He put you yeah. on pause, man. Did you take him to a comedy club on the first date or something? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Shouldn't next time, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Good Lord. Terrible. Um, so, 
Before we get to uh, Amin, we've got a couple of things here. We have A, Ramona potentially saves sports. Uh, yes, Mama Momo. And B, DeMar DeRozan uh, talking about the Lakers. So, Laura, if you can find the sound of DeMar DeRozan that LZ sent uh, during our text chat earlier today. It is uh, courtesy of our friend Matt Barnes and Stephen Jackson and the, the All the Smoke podcast. And they asked DeMar about the rumors that he potentially could be shopped to the Lakers, right? So here's what DeMar, a local kid obviously from L.A., had to say. I know you're a spur, but growing up, did you ever picture yourself in that purple and gold? No of question. course. No question. <laughs> of course. I'll be, I'll be you did it too, man. Say, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I was, I was a, with his dad. I was a, a Showtime. That's where I grew up at. So I, I, it was always a dream of mine to put the purple and gold on. Yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> Without a doubt. You know what I mean? You always had them dreams of doing it. You know what I mean? And, and for me, it's, it's look, I, I've learned being in the league so long to take, like, it's, it's you always want to be wanted. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So when you see things about teams wanting you, you know, it, you, you can't feel a certain type of way. You better feel good about it because it's, it's some that not wanted. That, that, that's, that's, you know, you, know you don't want to be that person. You know, so to be wanted by, by, by a championship team that just came off a championship, you know, to, to see that, you know, how, how could you not feel some type of way? Especially yeah. me, me being from L.A., it's like, damn, mm-hmm. you know, my, my hometown mm-hmm. team want me. They just what? came off a championship. They want me. You know what I mean? So... It definitely, um, it's crazy to be able to see that, you know what I mean? But anybody know, whatever jersey I got on, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay it out there on the line and represent it the best way I can. I mean, that's cool, LZ, that he feels that way. And look, I think a lot of people would feel that way about their hometown team, especially this hometown team, because of how uh, great they've been historically, how great they've been recently. Except uh, I don't know if the Lakers actually want him. Because, I mean, we kind of talked about it yesterday with Momo. It doesn't seem like that's actually a thing. Well, that's not the same thing. You say you're not sure if the Lakers want him, and now you're saying it's not a thing. So those are two separate things. Why don't you believe the Lakers want him? Uh, first, I don't believe he fits. Uh, number two, um, I trust Ramona, and uh, that she says it, do- it doesn't seem to be a thing. Like, that doesn't seem to make sense. Well, I will say this. If the proposed trade is Danny Green and Kyle Kuzma for DeMar DeRozan, which is the rumor that's floating out there. Right. I it's got to be more than that, by the way, just for the I, money. I personally will supply you with all the stamps necessary to send that contract off and get it approved and all that good stuff. Notarized. Whatever needs to happen to make that happen. Because I would think that would be a fantastic trade for the Lakers. Yeah, I Absolutely. don't. I don't at all. I, I think DeMar DeRozan... Um, first of all, you'd be trading two guys um, who can shoot the ball for a guy who can't shoot the ball. That's be, incorrect. DeMar DeRozan can shoot the ball. Just he not just from does, three. He's just not from three. Right, but, but he that's can shoot important. The ball. Yeah, but when you're playing with LeBron, that's really important. <laughs> like, you need to be able to shoot the ball. Like, uh, he, DeMar DeRozan is not— You keep saying shoot the ball. He can shoot the ball. He just doesn't shoot threes. I, I, I get it. LZ, he's not Ben Simmons. Uh, he's not, but he's not— He's not good at shooting threes either. He shoots, I think, 28% or something for his career. Um, and it hasn't gotten any better. So, like, he's not Dwayne Wade who didn't shoot threes and could play off LeBron. Like, we're, he's not Hall of Fame caliber. I'm really good at all sorts of other things. Um, he's not that good. And he's also not that good on defense either. So you'd be giving up defense 
um, which Danny Green was – say what you want about his shot not falling down at times. De- defense was never an issue. Like, I, I, I don't like it at all for the Lakers. I – if that's the only two who are going to be a main cogs involved in a trade, I absolutely love it. DeMar DeRozan is a really good scorer, and he's really efficient. Really efficient scorer. Mm-hmm. And while I get it, he doesn't shoot threes. He's not the guy who's going to stand in a corner and knock down threes. Totally get it. I also know that he was the leader for a Toronto franchise that only lost LeBron James for most of those years that he was the leader of that franchise. And then he goes to the San Antonio Spurs, and what I can see in his two seasons, he's giving you about 22 points a game on over 50% shooting. I'm thinking the Lakers could use some of that. Can he shoot threes? No. How is he finding a way to still give you 22 points a game? Because he's really good. Like, that's that's the explanation. He's really good. He hasn't averaged less than 20 points a game since, like, the 2012 season. He is a good offensive player, except he doesn't do the one thing that you would want most with a LeBron James team, which is shooting threes. I don't know. I don't know. But why, don't you, why don't we ask the listeners? We could. We can open it up at 877-710-ESPN before Amin uh, joins us, and we can ask him as well, uh, amongst many other things that are going on in the NBA, because good Lord. Um, that, and by the way, the Houston thing has taken like 17 twists, uh, basically, since, the, since you were on, on, on Wednesday. Like it just, we, we'll get to that po- part of it with Amin, too, but God bless. Uh, it's just incredible what the hell is happening here uh, in the NBA right now. So... Uh, we'll take people's calls on that real quick. We'll try to squeeze them in before we have to hit the break in like four or five minutes at 877-710-ESPN. In the interim, uh, mm. Ramona may have saved sports, LZ. Were you familiar with Ramona potentially saving sports? Well, she's always saving sports. So what does she do this time? So she uh, reported, uh, maybe not her directly uh, saving sports, but she did report that the Warriors are basically have teamed up with a bunch of epidemiologists uh, they have teamed up with uh, some technology-based companies, and they have created, or they are, I, I, no, I guess they have already created, these rapid tests that are 99% sure, right? Like they're 99% uh, efficient, right? Whereas mm-hmm. some of these other tests that we've had, the big issue has been how uh, efficient they are at doing their jobs. So these have been tested, and they're 99% efficient, and they feel like they can get potentially up to 50% of their fan base in on games and can, particularly the season ticket holders, right? Like they can get those people who, look, I get it. Those people have spent money and it's not just the Warriors, it's across the board. If you're a Lakers season ticket holder, if you're the Clippers season ticket holder, though I don't know how many of those there are, but there are some, plenty, uh, mm-hmm. I would imagine. Um, and, you know, across the board, those people would be able to get those tests. The people then who buy tickets would have to take kind of the rapid test on site, I would imagine. Um, but the Warriors are willing to spend $30 million to test every fan, and they think that they can be the model for not just the NBA, but model for the Dodgers and Major League Baseball and the NFL and so on and so forth. I think that is obviously fantastic news. You know, not just for sports, but just for the global economy, period. If they can perfect this, if it is truly perfected, regardless of the initial investment, because your tens of millions is maybe utilized to help bring back billions. Right. So that is fantastic news. And it's not surprising that the Warriors would be the team 
that's sort of leading that charge based upon the fact that they've led a number of charges over these last five to six years in terms of how they run their franchise. Oh, right. I mean, that's why they use, what is the hashtag? Light years, right? That's what they, yeah. because Joe Lacob likes to say that. Um, yeah, I, I don't think there's a, there's any question about that. But uh, I do think it's interesting, though. I, I am curious to see, you know, they have to lobby the government, right? And I think that uh, is going to be part of it. Um, and look, these technology companies, when you take these tests, will have like a barcode of sorts. Uh, she was exp explaining to us yesterday, and she can get into further detail now that the story's out, that the company, I guess the company that created Clear is also involved with this in some way, shape, or form. Hmm. Um, or at least the technology is going to be used potentially. Uh, so there, there are a number of ways that they can do this. Uh, let's go to the phones. We got uh, a quick minute here before we have to hit the break and talk to Amin. Uh, Ethan is in orange and wants to talk about DeMar DeRozan. Ethan. Hey, guys. How's it going? A uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. Welcome. Um, yeah, I just wanted to hop in on the DeRozan. I mean, obviously, I think he's a great player. But, again, it's just another player on the Lakers that plays in the mid to high post. AD likes to work up there. He doesn't like to get too down low, but that's where his bread and butter is. And then same thing with LeBron in the pick and roll. So just wanted to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think it's a great fit. Um, I, I, you know, the offensive fit doesn't make sense. He's not a good defender. Um, yeah, I, I don't love it. Um, you know, but LZ loves guys against buckets. That's your that you do. You love those guys. Well, I think he's not a great defender, but he's a good defender. No, no, I don't even think he's a good defender. I think he's a net negative defender, actually. Well. I don't really know which DeMar DeRozan you're looking at, but the one that I see tends to be willing and knows how to slide his feet and is a really and is decent at being a help defender. And remember, I'm not comparing him to the best defenders in the league. I'm comparing his contributions to the players that theoretically would be traded for him. I mean, Danny Green's a better defender than him for sure. But uh, look, we could we'll, we'll pose it to a mean. We've got what you need to know coming up, uh, including. Uh, some cool stories uh, about the weekend. Get it? Uh, uh -huh. And, of course, a Masters update. And then Amin right after that. Stick around. We are back in three and a half minutes. Sedano, LZ, 710, ESPN. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg. And ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe. Good times. Uh, the Masters LZ mm -hmm. could not finish the second round today, but they will conclude it early in the morning tomorrow. Most of the golfers, though, are in the clubhouse. Tiger Woods was even for the second round, still at four under uh, for the tournament. Five back of the leaders. Uh, Dustin Johnson is among four leaders at nine under. And our, uh, our buddy Bryson DeChambeau, who's all jacked, is one over the projected cut line is even uh anything there stick out to you from the stuff that's happened here over the first two days um no okay fair but enough if, but in full honesty i'm not really paying attention okay good enough that's <laughs> fine i i i love the total transparency uh last thing before amin joins us uh, here on What You Need to Know. The weekend, as we talked about earlier, uh, mm -hmm. is going to be the Super Bowl halftime show. Who else should he collaborate with, LZ? Oh, man. 
He's got a great song with Beyonce, but I think she's tired of doing Super Bowl type stuff. Yep. Um, I would say Kendrick. Ooh, I like that. Him and Kendrick. I mean, they got that banger that's on the Black Panther soundtrack mm-hmm. that I would love to hear, you know, live. But I also want to hear Often, which yeah, I'm pretty sure I won't hear. Do, you could do like a, you could do a tribute there, right, to Chadwick. You know, exactly, exactly. Yeah. I just got chills just thinking of that, that about that. That's kind of cool. Yeah, that's a great way to do it. All right, that's what you need to know. Presented by Morongo. Play it safe. Good times. You're listening to KSB in Los Angeles. Uh, let me know what Amin is there. Um, obviously, we got a lot of NBA stuff to discuss with Amin. We have Amin on who forgot that he was going to join us here on the show. So let me ask you a question. Because Bergman, uh, Bergman texts you, I think, like Monday or Tuesday. He, we always give Bergman grief because nobody ever texts him back. Uh, then you don't text him back. Then he says he texts you today. You said yes, and you forgot about us. What the hell, I mean? It's, I'm busy, man. I've got a lot of things going on. I'm recording podcasts, and I've got I've got uh, the free draft next week, free agency next week. I'm trying to book travel because I might be shooting this free agency special in L.A. I got a lot on my plate, guys. I'm sorry. Wow, it's okay. I mean. You know, I understand you got a lot on your plate, and sometimes the communication falls off. I can understand all of that. LZ, um, also, also, LZ was covering an election and never stopped texting back. That's his show. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm, look I'm, I'm pausing my own podcast right now to do this. <laughs> I'm in the middle of doing my podcast, which is Cinephobe, which you can catch wherever you get podcasts. It is a podcast where we review movies that are poorly rated on Rotten Tomatoes, and we try to figure out whether it is accurately rated or maybe, you know, inaccurately rated. It's great. Last episode we did was the movie Cats. Spoiler alert, it was awful. Uh, but you get to listen to us make fun of it. So, Cinefo, wherever you get podcasts. That's funny. Oh, um, all right. DeMar DeRozan. LZ and I were just having this discussion. Um, what kind of a fit do you think he would be with LeBron and AD? Do you like the fit? Um, potentially, if that deal were to come to fruition for Danny Green and Kyle Kuzma, what do you make of that potential deal? Yeah, no, I, I like it a lot. I think, you know, one of the things we forget because the season has been so long, but one of the things that the Lakers really struggled with at times was the idea of someone who could create their own offense and didn't need LeBron to kind of do that for him, and, and you know, and that's why J.R. Smith and, and and Deion Waiters and all these other guys were acquisitions that were made. But the reality is, Demar Derozan is is an elite version of that. Someone who can get his own basket, who can get to the free throw line, who can give you some offense from the perimeter, which is what the Lakers were looking for. Um, and for the low low price of Kyle Kuzma, who is a good player, but is never going to be as good as Demar Derozan. I think we can all agree to that. Mm-hmm. And, and Danny Green, who you know, we can also agree that. Look, if it's not going to get better, it's probably going to get worse from here for him. So you get out of the last two years of that deal. Uh, you get out of the, the decision of how much to pay Kyle Kuzma, because that one's coming. And then you get DeMar DeRozan, who, beyond just being a great offensive talent and an all-around good dude, a great professional, all that stuff, he's from L.A. And that, you know, I think that has some cachet to it, even for the Lakers, They're bringing the guy back home. What say you, George? Uh, I think it's a terrible fit, personally. I, he doesn't shoot. He doesn't shoot the ball very well. Uh, he doesn't obviously, shoot he doesn't, threes very well. He doesn't well. shoot threes. He doesn't <laughs> shoot threes. Um, and he, so he's going to muck up the spacing. And he's not a good defender. Hold on, but but George, 
Because Kyle Kuzma and Danny Green lit the world on fire? No, but at least you have to respect them from out there. They're not a 25% three-point shooter. respected from out there. They, they sure weren't. Like, that's <laughs> what, what, what ended up happening in, in, the, in the playoffs, at least, was nobody respected them. Like, yeah, I know what the numbers say, but you know, like, uh, you're not hitting them, so I'm not going to guard you. I'm not going to respect you out there. I mean, so who's... Ultimately, they be- but but the, thing, the difference is you can do that to DeMar, but DeMar has other ways of scoring. It's not like they're going to throw it to him in a three-point line and he's just going to shoot that three. He'll get it. He'll put it on the floor. He'll get to his sweet spot. He'll pull up and hit. He'll cut to the basket. He'll finish athletically. He'll get to the free throw line. So as long as we're – I mean, it's not like you're giving up uh, Clay Thompson or, or some really elite – No, no, no. But by the way, the, those numbers don't ma- add up, so they're going to have to give up more than that too. Yeah. Because he makes 27 or $28 million. You can't – that's yeah. not – Danny Green makes fifteen, and Kuz makes three or four. Like you still yeah, need a little right. more to get there. There's there's more to get there. You're absolutely right. There is definitely more to get there, but you know, I mean, I've been thinking this is a good trade for the Lakers for the points that you're talking about. I think we've gotten so enamored with three point shooting being a you know a huge contributor to the game that we forgot that two pointers are good too, and that Jimmy Butler torched the Lakers on twos. During the finals, right, torched them, right, and, and LZ to to that point, you know what it is is because it's true. There are players who are not good mid range shooters, and so you say to them, "I'd rather you shoot, take the step back, and shoot the three at thirty percent or thirty two percent or thirty three percent than uh, shoot forty percent from two, right? Because the expected value on points of that is more from you to shoot the three. The, the difference is DeMar DeRozan is not a bad two-point shooter. He is an excellent two-point shooter. So you're talking about a guy who shoots 47 48% on his two-point jump shots. That's money. Right. That's what I've been saying. But Bleh. I don't I don't like it at all. <laughs> uh all right. Um Russell Westbrook. The market is soft. Are you surprised? Not at all. There's a guy who's got 130 plus million dollars remaining on his contract. He's a guy whose game is almost entirely predicated on explosion and quickness and athleticism. And he's a guy who, I mean, uh, let's put it like it is, he's not exactly the most coachable guy. And I'm not meaning like he's, he's a locker room revolt type of guy, but, you know, we've seen it in Oklahoma City. And, and obviously Houston's a different case because there's not that much structure to begin with for him and for Harden. But in Oklahoma City, they, they really had a problem executing and having uh, – plays getting uh, run the way they wanted, especially out of timeouts and stuff. And that guy's kind of, he's, he's headstrong in that way. And you can live with that when he's 25 and 26 and he's dominant. But again, you're talking about a guy who's making $42, $43 million a year over the next three years. And it's only going to go downhill from here. And he's had, a, it's not like he's LeBron where he's been indestructible. He's had his fair share of injuries. So I think it's not a shocker that teams are not jumping at this juncture. To, to get in on Russell Westbrook unless unless I think you're a team that's desperate for a splash, uh, a pizzazz. And that's why I think we, we hear Charlotte as one of those teams that are interested because they've got nothing going for them anyway. Russell Westbrook is absolutely a draw, and, and it doesn't hurt that he's uh, endorsed by the man who, who owns the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, when, when I think about you know, Westbrook, the biggest issue, I think, for him 
it's not even, you know, the injuries or even his stubbornness. It's the fact that he's not a good point guard. <laughs> like, he's a really good athletic basketball player, but mm-hmm. he's not a good point guard. And I know it sounds like I'm splitting hairs, mm-hmm. but for a team like the Clippers, what they need is not another guy who can go out and just get buckets. What they need is someone who can run the offense and help control tempo and can recognize when the tempo needs to be slowed down, when it needs to be picked back up, et cetera. And he's not, that's not who he is. That's not his game. I agree with you 100%, but there's two things that make the Clippers have to kind of shake the, the, the bushes on this one. One is, much like DeMar DeRozan, Again, Westbrook is an L.A. guy, and and to bring him back is 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 this, that's not a small thing. The other thing, though, is that Paul George can opt out, right? And 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 uh, and, and so why? Why? So yeah. the, the the Clippers have a little bit of like holy. Whoa. Did we just trade whoa? Oh, excuse me. Wow, not a podcast. He, he thought he was on a podcast. <laughs> How dare you finally show up to our show and then get us fined by the FCC? The first time in my in my radio career. <laughs> wow. It happened you. eight years, guys. It's okay. And Laura got it. Yeah. Thanks. Getting all comfortable uh, yeah, in so. black. I see you. Yeah, I put you, you know. at the barbershop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm flustered now. Uh, <laughs> the, the, you know, there's, there's a point where the Clippers say, holy bleep, we just gave away the entire farm for two guys who walked away because they didn't feel like it anymore. So part of it is you, you solidify, hey, we're going to have at least one superstar. The other part of it is uh, also if you think about what the Clippers were missing, LZ, beyond what you described, which I, I 100% agree, there's a little bit of someone is tell everyone to get their heads out of there, you know where, and, get, and, and, and sack up and get out there. And they didn't have that. You know, they didn't have a vocal leader who was respected. And obviously Westbrook, from that standpoint, is is tremendous. He's a tremendous vocal leader in the locker room on the practice court. But I, I'm with you. The the decision making leaves a lot to be desired. Last one for you before we let you go and you get back to Cinephobe, your podcast that people can subscribe to and download and rate and review wherever you find your podcast. They uh, review poorly rated Rotten Tomatoes movies and find out if they're accurately rated uh, or they were better than maybe they were rated. Uh, so that uh, people can find on their own. Chris Paul, where would you like to see him? Honestly, I think Phoenix would be an, a, a wonderful landing spot. This is one of those times where everyone in Phoenix is like, what? I mean, says something nice about the Suns, but Chris <laughs> Paul is exactly what they need. He's exactly what they need. He's an adult in the room. He's someone who walks in and it's unquestioned uh, as far as his credibility or, or, you know, or his, his, pecking, his standing in the pecking order. He'll make people better. He'll hold people accountable. And, you know, for Phoenix, yeah, he's got $85 million remaining on the last two years of his deal, but it's, it's two years, and his game isn't as reliant on explosion and quickness like Westbrook. He's, more, he's been a ground-bound kind of guile player for a while now. And so one of the things is he'll make them better. I know I talk about how poor ownership will get in the way of success, but at some point, if you get the right combination – even even that, even even that poor ownership can't get in that way. I think it'll make them good, and it'll make Devin Booker happier about being in Phoenix because obviously the grumblings have been about, hey, man, maybe I don't want to be here anymore because we never win. By the way, I also, on your recommendation, bought the uh, bootleg Theragun. 
can hear it right there uh, yeah. on Amazon. So thank you for that. It actually uh-huh. is very good. I'm telling you right now, I don't know if you guys saw me on Instagram. I, I, I did something for Beyond Meat. Uh, they were very gracious to send me a bunch of uh, Pizza Hut Beyond Meat pizzas and, and some more stuff in my freezer right now. And I'm really good at this influencer stuff. If you are, if you have a product right now, you're listening, <laughs> send me a DM, slide me a mention in my Twitter mentions. Like, yeah, I wish it worked something out. I, I look Hell no. Hell no. Man, you don't get back to people. You don't get back to people. How are yeah, they going to slide your do- DMs? When there's dollar signs attached, he gets hey, back to yeah, people. Hey, LZ, you want, you want to incentivize me a little bit to get back to you? <laughs> <laughs> I got some leftover food stamps from the 80s. You want some? I think they're still good. <laughs> Snap. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So the Sportneer uh, bootleg Theragun on Amazon. Excellent choice by you because I purchased it and it's excellent. Uh, all right, man. You're thank welcome. you for hanging out with us and stopping and pausing your uh, podcast. Plug it one more time so people can find it. Cinephobe, the podcast where we, we review the movies you're afraid to admit you love. There it is. Anywhere oh, I like you that. get podcasts. And sorry for cussing again. No, it's okay. All right. Have a good weekend, man. Thanks again. All right. Right, See it. There he is. That's a mean on the celebrity hotline presented by Morongo. Play it safe. Good times. Coming up next, LZ. Greg Bergman actually had a good idea, and it Uh-oh. was about it was about the Lakers. We will talk about it in four minutes. 